Hi there! Welcome to episode 17 of the Wave Back Music Podcast. Today's episode is Mega Man in Dr. Wily's Revenge for the Game Boy. Enjoy! Waveback Music Podcast, a show where we listen to and reminisce about some of the best video game music there is. My name is Chris, and I am your host. Joining me again this evening is Vicky. Say hi, Vicky. Hi, everyone. <laughs> On our last episode, we covered the soundtrack to the original Mega Man as part of Geekade's Mega Man Month. This week, we're going to be doing a sort of second part to that episode by covering that game's uh, Game Boy counterpart. It's the first portable Mega Man title there ever was, and the soundtrack bears more than a few little resemblances to uh, the original all-time classic. Tonight, we'll be listening to music from Mega Man in Dr. Wily's Revenge for the Game Boy. Mega Man in Dr. Wily's Revenge, also known as Rockman World in Japan, was released on Game Boy in December of 1991, a full four years after Mega Man hit the NES. In fact, with Mega Man 2 releasing in 1989 and Mega Man 3 releasing in 1990, this game actually came out around the same time as NES's Mega Man 4, which landed just one month later. With the NES series seeing the success that it did, it was inevitable that the Blue Bomber would find its way to Nintendo's handheld as well. But instead of developing the game internally, Capcom sent development duties to... Uh, how do I say? Minakuchi Engineering. I'm so good at Japanese. <laughs> Fortunately for everyone, it seemed that the people there had a really good understanding of what makes Mega Man tick. The game's cover art is pulled directly from Mega Man 3 for the NES, but the game itself bears the most resemblance to the original NES Mega Man, and to a lesser extent Mega Man 2. Since it was designed as an original Game Boy title, the overall pace is noticeably slower than that of the NES series, but the level design is very well compo uh, composed around the limitations of the Game Boy. The same can be said for the game's soundtrack, which in my opinion is really quite good. Alright, let's see. The composer for this game was, and uh, here we go with more Japanese, Makoto Tomozawa. That one was actually pretty phonetic. That, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> Probably most well known for his work on the Mega Man Legends series way later down the line. He also comp composed music for the Super NES version of Aladdin, uh, Resident Evil 2, Dino Crisis, Product Number 3, which is like a game that me and three other people liked, uh, and other Mega Man games like Mega Man 7 uh, and Mega Man X3. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, he's had a, quite a quite a cool career, um, and I'm pretty sure he's still working for Capcom, which is neat because he was working for uh, Minakuchi, right? Yeah, Minakuchi Engineering when this happened, and now he works for Capcom. It seems like a lot of people don't stick around with uh, Capcom. <laughs> well, you know, I think a lot of the sound designers, especially during this era, wound <laughs> up sticking around with 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 Captain for a while. But I mean, ah. nowadays it's it's a very different atmosphere with a a lot of Japanese game companies. Cell phone games. <laughs> yeah, let's make more pachinko because everybody needs more pachinko. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, Let's see, a lot of this game's music is actually reimaginings of the original Mega Man's tunes, uh, for which Tomazawa arranged himself, but also features several original tracks that are also pretty great. Now, Vicky, you recently attempted to play through this for the first time, am I right? Yes, attempted is the correct word I would use. How, how, how do you think you're a... Um, explain <laughs> your experience with playing this game uh, for the first time. So... I decided to choose the first one that was up there, Cutman. I did not know that Cutman was <laughs> the hardest level in that game. I would definitely agree. 
So I remember watching like a video. I forgot who did it. Uh, it was a YouTube guy and ah, uh, the jump and shoot man. So I'm like, oh, I can jump and shoot. That's what I remembered from that video. So I'm jumping and I'm shooting. And for some reason I had to run backwards and I run forward again and then realize all the enemies come back. <laughs> Everything respawns Everything. constantly. It was awful. So <laughs> I had to like, it was a lot of thinking, which I don't do much of anymore with like games. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's all about that pattern recognition. Yes. Like, especially with this one. Like I rem- also remember the first time I played um, this uh, th- this specific one. Um, it was uh, let's let's see. Let me go back. Uh, <laughs> the Game Boy Mega Man games have always had like this air of mystique to me. I only played this game uh, back when it originally came out a couple of times, like never really long enough to actually get anywhere since it's, as you said, like tough as nails. And what I did, I did the same thing. I, I started off as like cut man. I can do cut man because I could uh, I, when I start playing original Mega Man, I start with either Bomb Man or Guts Man. Neither <laughs> of those are in this game. But I know I can beat Cut Man without using any special weapons, so I went right for Cut Man. And I just it beat my ass. <laughs> it, it just destroyed me. And I was like, man, I wish I owned this game in a Game Boy so that I could I could actually play through it. So many, many years later, I managed to track down this game as well as uh, Mega Man 2, 3, and 5 for the Game Boy, and I played through all of them on a Super Game Boy, which was incredibly fun because Super Game Boy is awesome. <laughs> Fortunately, not long ago, the whole Game Boy series was released on 3DS Virtual Console, which is, I believe, how you played it, right? Yes, that is how I played it. And I was able to finally put the time into these games that, that I needed to, and starting with this one, again, starting with Cutman stage, because I did not want to tackle any of those other bosses, maybe Iceman, without um, like any sort of weapons to back me up. And these are Mega Man games through and through. Like, once once I learned the the patterns, like those stupid little round saw blade looking guys that yes. bounce all over the place. Oh my god! They they take away so much. Like everything does so much damage in this game. Like this game is incredibly damaging. But once you kind of get the hang of it, like you can kind of predict where those things are going to bounce and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It becomes a lot easier. But you really have to put the time into memorizing the patterns, which is like. This was this company's first Mega Man game. It was the first handheld Mega Man, and and I mean, look at you know how weird Mario was on Game Boy, or how weird oh, yeah. uh, Metroid was on Game Boy, mm-hmm. or I mean, Kid Icarus to a lesser extent. Um, but you know, the Game Boy just you had to contend with that screen, and there was so much lag time—not really lag time, but um, uh, refresh rate was so low on it that there was all these trails, and it was difficult to see. It wasn't backlit, so there was a lot of stuff to take into consideration. But all right, we're we're delving way. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm diving way too deep in the minutiae of this. We're here to talk about the music. Yes. So let's talk about some Mega Man music. Let's let's get right started, and we're going to start with the title screen. Now, unlike um, original NES Mega Man, this game worked um, as kind of like a. Th- this established the pattern that the Mega Man games, uh, Game Boy games, had of combining two different Mega Man games together. So you start with Mega Man 1 stuff, and then you go through Mega Man 2 stuff, and then you fight Wily. It's the end. And then Mega Man 2 for Game Boy was stuff from um, 2 and 3, and then Mega Man 4 was stuff from 3 and 4, and and so and so forth, except for 5, which had all original Robot Masters and was totally awesome. But anyway, back to this one. So the majority of the stages in this are based off of the music from Mega Man 1 on NES, uh, with the exception of the first couple of tracks we're going to listen to, which is the, the title screen, stage select, and stage stage start. Because the title screen in the original NES Mega Man had no music. It was just a black screen that said Mega Man on it. Huzzah. 
Um, but this one has a really, really cool title screen music. So let's listen to track number one, Title Screen. So what's interesting about this piece is that um, it starts off really kind of straightforward and really kind of simplistic, and I I didn't listen to this song until way way later because when you start the game the title screen is just a single screen. There's no there's so much going on in this song that you would think it would be matching up with some sort of action, some sort of like description or something that's going on in the background. But the only way to hear this song is to just sit there and stare at the, the title screen. Because uh, there's there's no like auto demo or something that 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 runs with this music playing over it, and uh, it's a really interesting song. I I, I you know it, it, like I said, I feel like it kind of starts a little bland. Um, you know, not really. Not I don't think bland is the right word. It's like your it, basic tone to start it, the game. Exactly. It's just like and action is going to come, and action is mm-hmm. going to come. But then it kind of turns into this slightly prettier piece, you know, and, yeah. and it's, it's like. Like like the sun's coming out. No, this is cool. This this is fun. This is gonna be a good time. And it, it almost makes it makes you feel like you're 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 setting up for an adventure, which Mega Man isn't really adventure-y, you know. I mean it's 
choose your own stage, but there's not a lot of exploration involved. It's, you know, kill everything between point A and point B and then kill the thing at the <laughs> end. But, um, I, yeah, what do, what do you think of this one? Yes, it's really fun. It develops into, like, this fully formed, like, opening song. Like, wow, this is going to be a great game. Little do you know, it's going to be a lot of hard work. <laughs> It it is it is rather unassuming, you know the little the little bit in the beginning. If you if you skip all the rest of the happy stuff at the end, a mm-hmm, little yeah. bit in the beginning kind of points you in the right direction of how just how imposing everything's going to be. Yep. And afterwards, it's all like, oh, this isn't going to be so bad. Yeah, this is it's it's just a portable version of Mega Man. It's not yeah. going to kill me. No, it's going to fucking murder you. <laughs> Uh, one thing I just noticed listening to it this time, and um, there's, you're going to hear it in a couple other tracks later, specifically my favorite track later, is the scales that he threw in there. Like the, the doobie Like mm-hmm. those are kind of just thrown into that piece. It seems to be something that Tomazawa liked to do because uh, you definitely hear that again in at least one other track that I can think of uh, that we're going to listen to tonight. But interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to track number two. This is uh, the next two tracks are going to be nice and short. Um, the the next track is the stage select screen. Actually, this one isn't that short. There's there's a bit more to it than um. I honestly can't remember what this song sounds like. This is going to be fun. Uh, and I've been listening to the soundtrack all day, and I cannot imagine this one because when I think of the stage select, all that's coming to my mind is the stage select music music from Mega Man Two for Game Boy, which that'll be an interesting episode if we ever do that game because the soundtrack in that game is all messed up, like. It uses all these weird screechy tones that are not in, in tune with themselves. It's something went horribly awry with that soundtrack. <laughs> so anyway, this stage select uh, is actually a minute and 14 seconds long. So let's go ahead and listen to it. And I'll probably remember it as soon as I start it. Here is track number two, stage select. Similar to the title, the title theme. This has a whole secondary part to it that you wouldn't really notice unless you were very, very indecisive while choosing one of the four stages uh, yeah. to dive into. Um, that's that's neat. It's got that other surprise second part, and that's really uncommon for Robot Master themes. Like, <laughs> especially if we're we're drawing the analogs between this game and NES Mega Man. Like that character select, that stage select screen was like what, seven seconds or something? And yeah. like, like this actually had a whole, there was like a resolution and it, it just kind of looped right right around itself very well. Um, yeah, good good times. Again, good with the, 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 the hitting you with a little positivity at the end. I there. know. Like, <laughs> oh God, these robot masters, which one am I going to pick? Oh, oh, it's happy. It's going to be okay. I'll pick Cutman. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
What's he going to do? Throw scissors at me? Pa, it'll be fine. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so this next one, this one actually is legit short, and uh, this is going to be the stage start screen. This is not the classic stage start um, song. I don't think it is. Man, I'm totally drawing a blank on the soundtrack because the Mega Man 2 soundtrack is just hitting me over the head. All right, here's track number three, stage start. Boy, that was exciting, wasn't it? Wow, that was something. <laughs> yeah, that one's yeah, that's that's pretty weak sauce, especially compared to the uh, the little robot master fanfare that like the rest of the Mega Man series is known for. That one's a little uh, a little a little straightforward, a little weak, a little weak sauce, but that's okay because things are about to get a lot cooler. Um, <laughs> you've heard us talk about it. We're ready to listen to the music for Cutman Stage now. If you listen to our last episode. You are very well acquainted with the next four songs, but what you're going to hear is something really interesting for the time, um, is their actual reimaginings of the songs. They're not just straight ports of these songs. A lot of games, uh, you know, even the stuff that Capcom did, like DuckTales, um, a lot of NES games that were ported to the Game Boy were straight ports, you know? They they had similar music just coming out of the, the, the Game Boy sound chip, which in some ways was a lot more robust. Like, there's there's definitely really interesting contrasts between stuff like Dr. Mario or DuckTales, uh, games that had direct one-to-one analogs from Game Boy to, to NES, because the sound chips are very similar, but they, they're capable of a lot of a lot of different things. And I think a lot of modern chip tunes use stuff like little sound DJ to, to create stuff that sounds more game boy ish than, uh, NES ish, which is, uh, which is really interesting. Um, cause the game boy sound chip is freaking awesome. You've heard me gush about this on the back in the first episode with uh, balloon kid, which, Oh, if, if you're just learning about this show now, go back, listen to episode one balloon kid, one of my favorite game boy soundtracks, hip Tanaka classic. So good. Anyway, back to business. <laughs> back to Tomozawa. Um, this was his take on the the Cutman scene, uh, Cutman stage, which is it's largely the same, but there are a few very cool little breakdowns and stuff that that separate it from the original version. So here is track number four, Cutman stage. Thank you. 
So I guess the, the, the two biggest changes between this version and the original NES version would have to be the the overall drum beat is is very different. Like the original NES version had a much more straightforward 4-4 beat going on, and this one like the snare kind of hits on very odd beats, uh, which is which gives it a very different feel. And then there's that cool little intro because like the NES one had a much more uh, I guess ramping up the energy intro. Whereas this one kind of has that really syncopated, like, very, very tight, oddball intro, and it loops back into that, where, like, the NES one never really goes back to that original, original opening to the Cutman stage. It just, it does the opening, and then it goes into the part that loops, whereas this one loops the whole damn thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But what are your thoughts on that one? Um, Well, it's obviously a much higher pitch than the other Cutman stage. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I didn't really think of that. I always think of the original one as a, as a bit more, as a, a higher pitch tune, but it is, it is yeah, a higher pitch. Yeah, the other yeah. one's like more boop, boop, and this one's like beep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a little bit more of a, it's, it's more of a screechy tone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty much what I got from that. I am not very happy with it, only because it's cut man. <laughs> So it's got some negative connotations. Yeah, it's yeah, it's that it's that that kind of squeaky higher like the thing that's going on in the background. I think that's really applying that that screechy Mm -hmm. overall screechy tone to it, because the main thing, if I'm really comparing the main melody, it sounds pretty similar. But yeah, when I think about the NES version, there's a lot more. I guess like lower pitched oddball things going on in the background. This is a bit more clean and simple but with that weird screechy high pitch yeah. thing going on in the background. Neat. Hmm. <laughs> so Cutman's a dick and uh yeah. <laughs> once you eventually like that's the thing, you get through his stage and then you get to him and he's kind of a pushover. Mm-hmm. He's just like you, you just beat him in, in within seconds. It's like just just tear him down. And uh but man this stage is 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 a is a killer. Yeah, like, I had to put it down for like a few days because of how mad I got. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to track yep. number five. Uh, track number five is going to be Iceman Stage. And, uh, again, if you remember from last time, I'm not a fan of this song. Um, <laughs> this version of it I like a little bit better because uh, I think it's 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 less uh, nasal sounding, which was uh, my complaint of, of the other one. I just did not like the instrumentation of this track at all. I think I um, remember liking this one. <laughs> yeah, you did. You, you dug this one. Yep. And, um this this version of it, uh, one of the things that I, it's got that kind of screechiness to it, which I think is the. Hmm. It doesn't make me dislike it as much as I dislike the NES version of it, but it still kind of rubs me the wrong way. So, um, but anyway, let's let the uh, let's let the listeners decide. Here's okay. track number five, Iceman Stage. Thank you. 
interesting because this is all right. Two things I just noticed while listening to this. Thing number one, there's those scales again. Uh, he's it, right there in the beginning. He started throwing scales back in there again. That's mm-hmm. it, it's very, very cool. I, I, I really like that effect. I, I, I think it's really nice. It, it adds a, a sense of cohesion to the whole soundtrack. But the other thing I noticed is that the drums are like the complete opposite of what he did with Cutman stage. Because in this one, the drums are far more straightforward. Like, it's all very just, you know, one, two, three, four. And and whereas I, the other one kind of had like a little bit more dynamic to it, where the, the I guess, the, the intro type part of it was kind of like building up towards the the main melody. And I, I can't even picture drums in the first one because all I hear in that one is like, <laughs> just, stop it, get it away from me. <laughs> I like the other one more than this one. <laughs> really? Yes. I see, I'm, I'm listening to this one like, yeah, I can dig this one. I, it, it gets real screechy around that that kind of chorus part of it. Yeah. Like, but and and that that kind of you know grinds on my ears a little bit. But oh, oh no, I just I like the tone of this one better. So you'd rather have the screechy than the nasally. <laughs> I would, I would, I vastly prefer it. I, I, I just like the arrangement better, and and overall the instrumentation, I, I think is a little bit better. But you, you were, you're more of a fan of the NES one, is it? Yeah. Is it just the screeching, or is it something about the arrangement? Or I think it's something about the arrangement. It's more like, I think it flows better. The other one, the NES. It definitely sounds more full. I'll give mm-hmm. you that. Like there's, there's something essentially hollow about this one that's um and i think it has a lot to do with that 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 screechy sound when i think (laughs) of game boy music one of the things i like a lot about game boy music is uh proper use of bass Mm -hmm. um hip tanaka was really good at that uh david wise is really good at that and because the game boy has a very very good bass sound Uh, when you when you get to those really low tones you can get a really really awesome and very nostalgic feeling bass sound and I don't think that uh, Tomazawa was was really nailing that with this, because uh, it's it seems to rest really high on the scale more often than not. Uh, and this, the, I will definitely give you that this track is probably the worst defender as far as that stuff is concerned. <laughs> <sighs> Are you ready for the next one? I am ready for the next one. Awesome. All right, next one is going to be Fireman Stage. Uh, because I'm saving my favor for last. <laughs> uh, this one, if I'm remembering correctly, is is a pretty straight cover of the nes version i'm I'm trying to think of like i know there are very specific things about the last three tracks that were very just just distinctly different from the nes counterparts and this one i think may have just been a bit more straightforward but again it's for some reason like leaving my brain right now so let's go ahead and listen track number six fireman stage Thank you. 
and there's that Tomazawa scale again. I never even noticed it before tonight. Of all the times I've listened to the soundtrack, I've never really put piece together that that's like a real signature of his. Like right before the loop, there's just a quick little scale before the the, the song loops. Um, I really liked that one. Yeah, it's me too. Very cute. It's and it's odd that it should be cute, but it's like it it is kind of adorable because yeah. the original NES version. <laughs> It was very imposing, and for some reason, this one just sounds more adorable. I think it's because it's, again, higher pitched. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one's not, like, screechy. This one's, like, it works for this one. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's, it sounds more like it's, it's a little bit, sounds more like it's singing than, than yelling yeah. at me. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, this is a pretty, it's a pretty straightforward cover, and I think one of the things I like about this version more than the other one is it doesn't have that weird twingy sound happening in the background. Remember that weird little zappy noise that I was complaining uh, about? yes. It just takes that out entirely, so I get to enjoy the song without listening to that weird frequency twingy thing that they do. <laughs> Thank you, Tomazawa, for taking that out of this song. You are my hero. <laughs> oh, good times. All right, you got any other, anything else you want to add to this one? Uh, no, this level was pretty fun when I did play it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this, I kind of feel like this level was a little bit easier than the NES version of Fireman's level. Like, I, I don't know what's making me think that in particular, but I, I remember... I have whenever I think of the original NES Mega Man, the only stage that I I get a little nervous about playing is uh, Fireman stage, hmm. and I I don't really have that sensation with this one. In fact, Fireman himself I think is a lot easier in this one, even though he's in a smaller room. He moves so much slower in the NES one. He like he's pretty fast with the with the flames and and very easy to to kill your ass. Okay, <laughs> track number seven. I love me this song. I love it a lot. I, I would <laughs> hug this song if I could. Um, we are moving on to uh, what was my favorite song in Mega Man 1, Elect Man Stage. This is not my favorite track of the night for this game. There is a track coming up that I like even more, but this is a very close second. And this is, I also think, the most interesting and bold reimagining of a song uh, on on this whole soundtrack. Because the other ones, while they have had some very distinct differences, are they're they're relatively close to the style of the original versions. This one takes a pretty big step in a it has a very very different feeling from uh, the original NES version of Electman Stage. So let's go ahead and listen to an incredibly wonderfully done track, filled with the uh, the Tomazawa scales. <laughs> uh, track number seven, Electman Stage. <laughs> Thank you. 
the scales are everywhere on this track. They're absolutely everywhere. They're in the background, they're in the foreground, they're everywhere. Uh, this is such an interesting take on this song. Like, never uh, never in a million years. Like, first off, Lechman's stage music, like I said last time, was... It's, it's a little odd to begin with, you know? It's 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 such a happy song for, a, like, an, an electrifying stage mm -hmm. and one of the hardest bosses to, to go along with it. But this one kind of... I don't know. It's like really epic the way it kind of builds, like the the very you know all snare drum um, uh, percussion going on. It has such a strange feel to it, but I, I think what really pushes this song over the top for me, and and the part that I love so much, like I think overall I like the NES version of the song better, but there's there's a specific piece of this which is the part that comes the way that this song loops into itself. That part where the the scales all come together. And Tomazawa uses the bass uh, uh, very, very properly. Like it's, it's just the right tone to make the Game Boy sing. And the way this loops back into itself, I think, is just gorgeous. How wrong do you think I am? <laughs> uh, well, it does still sound like an ending song to me. Like, oh my god, even more so. Yeah. This is, yes. This this song just sounds like. Like we're leading you've, up to the final boss. You finally made it to the top of the mountain. Like yeah. you, it's, it's like the, the music in the beginning of this is like them triumphantly climbing those last yep. few steps. It's so <laughs> epic. Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, that was um. There was like a part in the beginning where it seemed like the song was trying to catch up with itself, or it was weird. Like in the the background, there was like a weird offbeat, like drum and i it just sounded like a little confused i'm trying to picture what i'm trying to i'm trying to think of what you're what you're 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 talking about um it was like a very quiet like one or two beat noise interesting <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm not picturing it because like when i'm when i think when i'm thinking of the 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 drum tracks in this one is like it's it starts off with that scale like straight off the bat, mm -hmm. and then it's it, I think that it, it's it's a very odd set of drums for this song because it's it's got this it's almost got a build to it you know yeah. like it's it's it starts very quiet and goes like one two three four one mm -hmm. two three four one yep. two three four it's it's such a strange strange thing and it gives it that kind of epic exhausted nature to it you know what I mean yeah and um I, I guess that that's probably what you're talking about with the kind of feels like it's it's catching up with itself because it doesn't it doesn't really feel like it hits on a proper one two three four just because of that strange volume playing that's mm -hmm. that's that's done in there but that oh, might be it <laughs> goodness goodness gracious like i i freaking adore this song <laughs> freaking adore this song um now i did want to mention i i was talking to uh, vicky about this before i started recording there's um this album that i found online called Mega Man remade by an artist called calling himself rush jet one and what he did, I'm assuming it's a he, I'm, I, I don't know why, I, I'm going to refer to them as a Rush Jet 1, I don't know if it's a man or a woman, but what they did was they, they took these songs and the NES songs and kind of mashed them together, uh, the, the sound chip quality sounds a lot like, um, like it's, it's not literally just mashing them together, You're using newer instruments, um, I sound a lot like the like late Konami chips that they used to use in the NES games, um, so it's it's got a very interesting tone to it. But uh, the these four stages, the ones that were in both games, they took pieces of both of them and and squished them together. And the the version of the Lechman stage is 
really, really cool because it's got the the straight up pattern of the NES version, but it's also got this like these neat little this the scales and stuff added to it. Uh, it it's really good stuff. I'm totally putting it in the show notes. It's called Mega Man Remade by Rushjet One. Check it out. It's it's very very good stuff. For the rest of the night, we'll be listening to all original pieces. These are all things that were done by Tomazawa. None of this stuff is uh, is is covers, as far as I know, going forward. So, let's head up track number eight. I'm sorry. Did you have anything else you want to add to Electron no, Stage? No, I'm one? good. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Love that song. All right, track number eight uh, is is the boss music for this game. Um, if you remember the boss music for NES Mega Man, it was. Very short, shrill, and repetitive, and I don't think that's necessarily the problem in this one. I think the boss music is a little bit more interesting. So, here we go, track number eight, Boss Battle. This is another fun little thing that I didn't really notice before listening to this right now, is that there's a pretty big influence from the NES Mega Man 2 boss battle music here. Like, this is a, it's a different track entirely. It's not in, acting like a cover for it, but it follows a lot of the same um, uh, bone structure. It's, it's, that, that's interesting. I don't know, what do you think of this one? Uh, it sounds like proper boss music to me. <laughs> as somebody who didn't get to any of the yes, bosses. Yes, <laughs> as someone who didn't get to any of the bosses, I feel like this is what it should sound like. <laughs> <laughs> is it everything you dreamed of? It It is. It is. <laughs> All right, yeah, I guess there's certainly not a ton to say about this one. So we'll move on to a song that I'm afraid Vicky probably heard uh, far too often. The game over slash password music. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Here's track number nine, Password.
song a lot. It's a really good song. It is a it, very sweet, gentle song. Like you did your best. You did your best. Like it's like patting you on the. It, it just starts off. This is such a Thomas Hour thing. Like it's just like the title screen and the stage. Like it's like it starts off all dreary as fuck. It's just like I'm sorry, man. You really did try, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you got your ass beat, but but you know what? Why don't you try again? Yeah, it's yeah. a fun game. This is the video game. Oh, it's sad again. <laughs> it just goes through that roller coaster, and it's so fast too. That little that little ray of hope mm-hmm. bit there, where it's, it just gets kind of pretty for a minute. It's it's so short, but it's uh again, it's another one of those things that if, uh, unless you're staring at the password screen for a while, you're probably not going to get to the the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know that when I would play through this game and I got to the game over screen, I would I would pound buttons through that as fast as possible get right back to the stage like you are not beating me game no fucking way (laughs) oh good night good times good times i let it run for a little bit so i did get to hear that (laughs) oh nice nice yeah i'm like i'm just gonna sit for a minute oh this is actually pretty pretty wonderful Well, now, um, I think, uh, geez, I can't even remember what order this was in, but I think our second episode was of Mega Man X, and I had mentioned uh, the password music in that game as well. There's a lot of really good password music uh, slash game over music in uh, Mega Man series. It's it's usually a lot, like a lot of my favorite music, um, specifically for Mega Man 3 and for Mega Man X. They're uncharacteristically happy songs, but they're, they're really, really good tunes. And, you know, this is another really really good tune for a password stage it's it definitely beats the old drum beat that plays for Mega Man 2 like you know I don't mean to disparage it but <laughs> after listening to it for a good long while while Dr. Light is giving you item 2 or whatever it's like all right I get it make the drum beat stop let's have a song or something <laughs> but anyway yeah um good stuff good stuff mm-hmm. all right we're in the home stretch here because we're moving on to the to the Wiley stuff so uh, this first one here is uh, Wily Castle 1 slash Anchor Stage. Um, what was fun about these Game Boy Mega Man games, they all introduced unique, uh, at least one unique, what they called the Mega Man Killers. Um, this one was Anchor, the second one was Quint, uh, third one was Punk, and the fourth one was Ballad. And uh, they're just these very unique bosses that you get a unique power-up from. And uh, this one, Anchor, is a, he's, a, he's a cool design. I believe they brought him back for Mega Man 10. Uh, there was, like, DLC where you got to play against all the the, the robot masters and whatnot, not the, the Mega Man killers uh, in full color, which was really cool. But um, this, is a, this is a good stage. Uh, this is really good stage music. And, uh, yes, it definitely was Mega Man 10 because they remixed this when they gave him a stage in Mega Man 10. It was, like really heavy and kind of badass it's it's pretty pretty remarkable but um anyway here is track number 10 anchor stage Bye. 
Valley stage music is always cool, and this is no exception. What'd you think? <laughs> I liked it. Um, I actually learned that anchor is a play on the word enka in Japanese, which is a style of music. Really? Yes. Huh. What? What's the what? What is that style of music? It's like modern, like classical kind of music. Well, that it's um, it's supposed to resemble like traditional Japanese music. Well, that certainly makes that that solves a big old puzzle in my head because, like I said, the 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 Mega Man killers were anchor punk and ballad, and you know punk and ballad those are types yeah. of music. The hell's an anchor? Well, thank you. Anchor. <laughs> you just welcome. you just solved that for me. Uh, Quint doesn't really count. He's not a Mega Man killer. Quint is a an alternate future reprogrammed version of Mega Man who rides a sentient pogo stick. Mega Man Two's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get around to it one day. Oh man! Uh, well, I think Mega Man Two is considerably easier than this one. So, um, and and the music is far screechier, difficult to listen to. But um, yeah, anchor uh, po- anchor Quint is <laughs> is a very interesting character. Um, one of the quick tangent here, uh, the Mega Man comic. It was one of the next story arcs that they were going to get to before the Mega Man comic got canceled, um, the really, really excellent Mega Man comic book. And it's it's such an interesting take on the character because I believe that he was, like, Dr. Wily traveled through time or something and, like, captured Mega Man and reprogrammed him and then sent him sent that version of Mega Man, which is Quint, back in time to kill the original Mega Man. And um, the way they were approaching the character in the comic book was like the few brief times that he had been there was really, really interesting. And what else was cool about it is the only times he had appeared, he was drawn incredibly well. And the only official artwork for Quint is fucking terrible. (laughs) If you get the official Capcom, like Mega Man encyclopedia, you get to the Quint stage and you're just like, Oh, Oh God, this is just terrible. Like why didn't they use one of the drawings from the comic book? Cause he looks so much better, but that's a that's a podcast for a different podcast. All right. Uh, one of the things I noticed uh, listening to this one, and, and I, it's always kind of rubbed me weird, is the um, the bass right after the first loop, the bass gets all quiet, and like it's like the 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 bass sound itself is being muted a lot faster. And I've always wondered if that was intentional, because it eventually flips back uh, around the minute seventeen mark. Um, but it, it's it other games I've seen this this problem in never really in a Game Boy game before but there was like a couple of nes games that do that have had just really strange things that happen to the music when it loops incorrectly like star tropics in particular is one that's a it, there's just this that whole piece of the song that you never hear because uh, there was some sort of glitch in the programming and it just kind of clips off this this background music and then it comes back in but a completely wrong rhythm and whatnot again podcast from the podcast but that's <laughs> that's a little thing that's always bothered me but all right, before we move on to track number 11, do you have anything else to add? Um, it sounded like more of a lonely song than all of the other ones. Like, all the other ones seemed to have, like, more of an upbeat attitude about them. And this one was kind of, like, very relaxed. Hmm. That's interesting. I've never, I've, I've never gotten that feeling from this song before. No? But I guess, I guess because I've, I've played the stage. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And and you're you're coming at this from just pure listening to the music, and I totally hear where you're coming from. 
That's really interesting because when you when you when you're playing through this and you get to this point, you get like the Doctor Wily's Castle fanfare, like oh, there's Doctor Wily's Castle. Mm-hmm. Then you go in there and it's like, I don't know. I guess I had all that history of Mega Man behind me. Is like going into this stage of I know what to expect, and this song has always struck me as very um, uh, invigorating, like this like very driving forward. Like I'm mm. gonna I'm gonna get in there. I'm gonna kick some ass, <laughs> and but. I, the, I never really thought about how much what I'm seeing in the game and what I'm actually experiencing in the game really affects what uh, what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you know you haven't played that stage, and nope. so you listening to this, you're just hearing the music, and that's that's really really interesting that you got such a different take on it. <laughs> Feels like you're rubbing it in, though. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. I don't mean to, I no, <laughs> don't mean joking. to rub it in. I mean it is kind of funny. That you couldn't get that hey, far, but hey, you leave me alone. <laughs> it's a hard game. <laughs> it is. It's a hard game. It's a hard game. All right. Well, the the sadness, this the true sadness comes from the fact that you didn't get to hear the next track. The next track is my hands down favorite track in this game. This is my track of the night, without a doubt. Uh, this is the Wily Station. This is uh, after you beat this the anchor stage. I believe you go into space and. Uh, you you fight on Wily Station, and we this the last stage of the game. Oh goodness, this song is really really good. And what's what's really really interesting about it is if you know like the most famous piece of Mega Man music, the Doctor Wily stage music from Mega Man Two. This is kind of a take on that, but a much more um, uh, major, lots more major chords. This is a much I guess happier take on that. This is a a very invigorating, very fun, very beautiful song. I love this track to death. <laughs> Here is track number 11, Wiley Station. What's neat about it is like it, th- this one to me uh, sounds like joyous exhaustion. This 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 track to me is like getting to this stage is such a freaking gauntlet, you know? <laughs> like you are exhausted from a gameplay perspective by the time you get to this stage, and then you get there, and it's like 
I like the fact that it sounds like it's celebrating the fact that you made it to the last stage. We're rewarding you. Exactly. And and there's something about this stage, like the Wiley Station, you're in space. It's it's kind of, I don't know, it's, I don't know if magical is the right word, but it's like, it's it's such a different feeling from other uh, Mega Man games where you're, you're playing it and you've got like, you get to Wily's castle, and then you get you get further and deeper into Wily's castle, and the music tends to get more and more sinister as you go. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, you and I hope I'm not confusing this with Mega Man Two. Um, please forgive me if I've been doing this incredibly wrong. I'm gonna like look it up right now just to make sure I'm not a crazy person. <laughs> but if I'm remembering it correctly, you, you instead of you know the music getting more and more sinister, you get rewarded by shooting off into friggin' outer space. And you get this really great, joyous music to kind of match along with it. Uh, Vicky, what are your thoughts on this one? Yes, I, I also agree. <laughs> it seems like it's all very, like, it's a very hard game to get through. And then you finally get to the, the end and you're like, yes, yes, I've done it. I will never know this this feeling, but I know the song <laughs> to get there. You You will know it one day, I swear. <laughs> Even if you just watch a YouTube video or something. No. All right. I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a playthrough of this right now. Um, where 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 are we in this game? Yes, you are in space. All right, good. I'm not I'm not a crazy person. Yeah, you you play through a stage in Wily's castle, and then uh, Wily's spaceship like flies up into the atmosphere, and then there's a whole other space station chilling That's so up there. wacky. <laughs> It's wacky as hell. And it doesn't really show you how Mega Man gets up there either. It's just like, like it just he appears. Beams, he just beams right on top of it. And now I'm watching this guy play it. And I'm like, geez, why didn't I think of that? It's just using the anchor power up, but whatever. Anyway, so yeah, you're on this space station. It's like there's these big, big windows in the background that show all the stars and stuff in the sky. And it's all, it's just magnificent. I freaking love this track. I, I love it to death. It makes me so happy. All right. Anyway, where were we? So uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to uh, the boss music for Wily and everything is just the boss music. You, you've heard it before. It's the same music. So we're just going to skip right to track number 12, the ending theme. And this is the uh, this is your ending credits. So uh, here you go. Enjoy.
such a sad song he's just floating through space looking yeah. back on all of his past enemies and all the bosses and i'm sure he's thinking to himself how am i gonna get home <laughs> <laughs> you know it's 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 a pretty tune um it is it, Mega man 2 did a similar thing you know, like Mega Man 2 had that weird, really sad music at the end. Mega Man 3, also, really sad music at the end, with the exception of, um, uh, come on, Brain, you can do it. Uh, the, the actual credit sequence, but there was, like, that whole thing where he's running through the field and it's playing the extended version of Proto Man's theme. I don't know why they felt the need to make Mega Man ending music so sad. Yeah, it's a very but, lonely um, song. It is. It's a very sad and lonely song, but it's very pretty. It's 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 very well composed. It's a there's nothing particularly wrong with it. It's just I I prefer a little bit of celebration when I beat games. <laughs> um, so our track number thirteen is going to be a bit of a bonus track. Um, I'm sorry to to move past. Did you have anything you wanted to no, add on, on twelve? Yeah, uh, I guess there really isn't a ton to say about that mm-hmm. one. Um, besides just tears and loneliness, I'm going to go <laughs> cry in my car now. Um, yeah, track number thirteen is an unused track. Um, data miners obviously you know went through combed through the game itself and found you know music that was on the cartridge that was never actually used in the game Ooh. uh looking at the Mega Man knowledge base uh, online it's a great great website with tons of Mega Man information it seems that this was supposed to be some sort of alternate ending theme just another piece of music that was you that was intended to be used as part of the ending so um if you've never downloaded the soundtrack to this game before and you've only played through it, uh, this is a fun little treat for you because here is a track you've never heard. Track number 13, Unused Track.
That's what I'm talking about. That that sounds like Mega Man Made at Home. <laughs> that was a great song. That's a great tune. I can't believe, like, I if I had to choose between the ending theme that we got and that one, I would totally choose that one. And um, Makoto Tomozawa made that one, right? I, I believe he did both of those. Okay. Yeah, because the, the ending theme of the original NES Mega Man was that one that was sounded like um, the beginning of Mega Man 2. Yeah. Yeah, he did both of those tracks. I have no idea. I wish I knew what the decision process was because this one, it's such a, so much more of a dynamic piece, you know? Like, you've got the same sad kind of lonely feeling that you get from the other one, mm-hmm. but then it picks up towards the end. And yeah. It's, it, it seems like, like there's more coming. Like, I've, I, I, don't, I have no idea what happened here, but... That's a great tune. So, what did uh-oh. they do? Just like I unplugged my headset. They I have to stuck stop doing that. that. <laughs> now I can't hear anything. And I'm back. Hi. Uh, Hi. So what they do? Was... They like how do they? I'm just gonna put this like in the corner of the game. No one will ever find it. Well, I think the way this uh, there's a, a lot of times, and you you see this even in modern games too. Like uh, games will go through a bunch of different processes, uh, d- different edited edited versions of themselves uh, throughout the course of their development. And a lot of times it's just easier to leave things, leave things there as opposed Mm. to going in and deleting them. Because if you start removing information, you never know what effect that's going to have on something else. Uh, So if you've already programmed it in there, like uh, Chrono Trigger has a handful of unused tracks on it too, uh, including an alternate battle theme, which is freaking great. What? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's an unused uh, Chrono Trigger battle theme. I'm going to find that right now. Yeah, it's if you don't find it immediately, I have it. I can send it to you. It's good. It's, <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, um, that's that's kind of how this works. And there's you'll you'll find lots of uh, unused assets in games, like you know enemies that never actually showed up, little bits and pieces of stages or test stages. Like especially in a lot of modern games, you can you can find that stuff because there's so much more to making a 3D game than a 2D game. But <sighs> but I digress. Uh, that was a that's a, that's a great track. So that overall, was. Vicky. How do you feel about Mega Man and Dr. Wily's Revenge? Um, hmm. Musically. <laughs> yes, music. <laughs> uh, I like this one. I liked what Tomozawa did with like his arrangements because, you know, that's uh, that was his like thought of like how the game should sound. Um, hmm. And I liked all of his indirects. His... Was, was a a good idea because um like Mega Man 3 and 4 on Game Boy is all just it's just Game Boy versions of the music from the NES ones mm. and I really liked that in this game like Mega Man 2 is all original stuff I don't think there's any covers in that one at all but I really liked how he just instead of they could have just taken taken that music and and plopped it right into this one and made a Mega Man for a uh, Game Boy version of it. Mm-hmm. But instead he did his own spin on it. And I thought that was really, really clever. And, and I liked that a lot. It really lent to this game feeling like not just a rehash of the NES game. It was, it was new Mega Man. It was, it was, it was new stuff with a familiar flavor. Thank you for helping me form those words. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that's what you were saying. Yeah. Was... That's what I was trying to say. Well, excellent. All right. Great minds think alike then. Sweet. All right. <laughs> cool. Okay, well, I mean, I I I love this soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I you know I, I think I've said pretty much all that I need to say about it. It's 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 good stuff. Um, I I like a lot of the work that Tomazawa did. This is 
might be some of my favorite work that he's done. Like when looking through his career, uh, I'm not a huge Resident Evil fan. I've never been. Uh, so I guess I don't really know the Resident Evil 2 music very well. It's spooky. It is. It's what I remember of it is a tad spooky. I don't know exactly what his level of involvement was in Mega Man 7. Mega Man 7 has one of my favorite soundtracks in all of Mega Mandom. Uh, Mega Man 7 gets such a bad rap, and I have no idea why. I think 7 is a, a freaking clever-as-hell game. I love the way it's designed. I love the Robot Masters, and I love, love, love the soundtrack. I don't know that he composed composed the soundtrack. I know he was at the very least involved. Uh, same with his um, uh, Aladdin uh, for Super Nintendo. Really, really good music there. But again, that was a lot of covers, you know, yeah. the music from the movie. But uh, Mr. Tomazawa, you did a fantastic job. Yeah, because I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you're you're going to be listening to this He's podcast. He's a big fan. <laughs> big fan of the show. Um, but yeah, this, this was really, really great stuff. So that's our show. Um, tune in next time as we give a listen to the eclectic sounds of little big planet for the PlayStation three. Uh, even if you're like me and you don't really care much for this game's physics, there's no denying that it is chock full of character and great, great music. Uh, I didn't get very far in this game. So when we're listening to it on the show is really going to be with some of my earliest impressions of it. Cause I'm going to be in Vicky's shoes for uh, the way she's been the last couple episodes, I'm going to be totally in the dark. So this should be really fun. Um, as always, we'd love to hear anyone and everyone's thoughts and memories of these games. So if you like, you can send them a mail at geekade.com. While you're at it, check out our social media channels where you should totally follow, like, and subscribe if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the great content we have over on our main site at geekade.com. Thank you again for listening, and good night. Good night.